Hello, hi, good morning from over here in Malaysia, and uh, good evening if you're somewhere else in the world. And uh, first, I would like I like to thank you for tuning in to M Listening today. My name is Marsha, and I'm here to just have a quick chat, pick your mind, or let you pick mine for a particular topic. It's been quite some time since my last attempt at releasing a podcast. Life kind of took over me, and I kind of got derailed. So, but here I am. I'm back. But for the people who know me, they know that when I have my heart set on something, I will still try my hardest to get back to it, to get things back on track. So here I am, back on the podcast. This is, by the way, not a sponsored podcast yet. And I basically discuss things that I chance upon in magazines, books, and of course the internet, right? So it's always my wish that whenever you listen to the podcast, there's something for you to take away. And today's topic is a little on the sensitive side and has been sitting on my computer for the longest time. But it is what it is. I've got enough information, I've read enough, and now it's time to just talk about it because I don't know who, when, how, what, and if it will benefit anyone out there. So, here it is. Today's topic is marriage and money. Kind of a little bit uh, of a sensitive topic, but I hope that we can all be a little bit more enlightened about what money, what the connection is between marriage and money. Right? Stay tuned. Okay, so I was doing my usual reading on my phone one day and chanced upon an article which mentioned something about the importance of discussing money before marriage and I thought it was very in, it was a very interesting topic to talk about and very relevant in um, the world that we live in today because um, the rate of um, divorce is rising and the, the the data on on marriage is also not very encouraging right so me for one i am someone who has been through a broken marriage and during the early years after the divorce or separation i've always wondered if things would have been better if we were richer and had more resources i've always thought about how we've never really discussed money before getting together and in fact we were young and we never really thought about anything beyond just you know having fun while we were you know young isn't that normal i hope but after reading the reading the article i, I searched up on on topics on the many reasons why couples either break up in a long-term relationship and also reasons couple file for divorce. In both instances, I've discovered, yes, you've guessed it, money ranked extremely highly on the reasons for both a breakup and a divorce. There's this website called survivedivorce.com cites money as the leading cause of divorce in the United States. Well, it depends on who you ask and what their lives are like, 
everyone's priorities and life is different. So, but you know, even the data itself looks kind of yeah, um, pretty scary. Some people asked on the internet if their marriage was worth saving because their husbands were enlisting for military military service, and it would not only leave the wife completely alone to deal with everything back home, but she was also having doubts about his new new look. You know, which I find, which I found kind of funny, but relatable at the same time. But as a as a military man, which uh, she didn't really like, uh, and whether she was able to be, to be able to cope alone at home, you know, both financially, financially, emotionally, and physically as well. The answer is this: this marriage is worth saving if this was the general direction the husband and wife had in mind before marriage. Enlisting into military has its benefits, but it would also change the whole dynamics of the marriage, financially, emotionally, and physically. Well, in an article written by Cosmopolitan, the number one reason for couples breaking up was the lack of intimacy. I guess this could happen in a long-term relationship. You know, the the lack of intimacy could also lead to an estrangement or cheating or infidelity. I've thought about how most of my early days relationships start, and it was all a little bit of a blur because it was a long time ago. But what I remember the most was that I thought we were made for each other. We were fated to meet and be with each other. We were going to be, be partners for life. And yes, we were going to be married one day. You know, I've also checked out some Reddit threads on the internet, and I was shocked to discover that some couples date or were married for more than 20 years. 20 years, yes, 20 or more years before they either get, got married or decided to do the D word. I don't know about you, but I would have been devastated if the man I dated for the past 20 years called it quits on me. 20 years is a long time. Well, anyway, there are many reasons why couples um, decide to call it quits after being together for some time. My take on infidelity took a shaking. It shook my cage, my mental cage, when I was cheated on. Um, I thought... A second chance was beyond me. I, I I won't stand for it. And although I gave it a shot, you know, for the sake of the kids, but at the end of the day, I was right all along. Infidelity really does destroy not just a part of your soul, but also the core of your belief. The need to feel like you are in a secure situation is rattled. And once it's done, reparation is hard really hard but let's dive a little deeper on what i've discovered about money and marriage instead well honestly it's as touchy a topic as cheating and infidelity if not more touchy and sensitive there's something about being absolutely head over heels in love with each other that prohibits us from broaching the topic of money up front we tend to go into a relationship thinking that this was it. 
We are a team. We are in this together for better or for worse, in health or in illness. Where both our legs are in the pool and we want to be each other's life partners. Well, talking about money seems like such a downer and a deal breaker. We want we tend to try to figure out what the other person thinks by guessing and then second guessing. It's like, do you pay for dinner? I are we going Dutch? Who's paying for rent? If you've got kids, who is the breadwinner? Even trivial things like who's paying for the oven repair can become a hot topic between you know couples whose marriage is already a little rocky. So one person wants to save for retirement and then the other wants to spend it all you know every single cent and live like every day is the last day of his or her life on this planet you know well the thing with money and marriage is this you will either weather through it like a the real superheroes that you are or it will break you both down there will be miscommunications lack of communication tuning out arguments, assumptions, interception by family and friends, devastation because we can't keep each other or the kids alive or happy and then there will be despair. Financial problems can be a real deal breaker in a marriage or or a relationship and I know it is without uh, delving too much into it. I know it is such a downer to talk about such things especially when you're just newly coupled up or just married but with without outright communication it can choke future communication you know off you know in the distance you know maybe three months down the road or three years down the road you know talks about money is bound to come up sooner or later well I'm no expert in marriage or dating, but this is purely my opinion. I think we should broach the topic from very early on, right from the get-go, you know, right from the, you know, the moment you think, okay, I'm dating this guy, or the moment you think, oh, I think this guy might be it, or this girl might be it. It doesn't have to be like an interrogation Um, But finding out more about his or her stance about finances and how he or she handles money before diving into the relationship, no matter how cute you think he or she is, it is important. I am happy to read, however, that some couples actually love each other enough to communicate, work things out, and weather truth tough times together I'm so damn envious of those people because I've never experienced that they've irrefutably found their soulmates happy happy endings well this kind of happiness occurs to couples as I've discovered um, uh, who want to see each other happy they're not selfish with their love Uh, the importance of the other person's person's happiness is bigger than the money problems they are facing and that's how they bridge their way through the deep abyss of financial problems. There's a Chinese saying that goes something like this, you know, one cannot survive on love alone. Well, it's a sage, wise and obviously true saying, you know, 
But when a couple manages to overcome such a seemingly insurmountable crisis, they become more unified and understanding about each other. They're more willing to sacrifice for each other because of that mutual understanding. And that is why I personally think that we should actually tackle it right from the start. And of course, things might change along the way. One of you could lose your job, you could have kids, you could uh, you have to take on additional responsibilities or commitments or one of you could simply change your mind because of personal reasons. All those things are valid. Marriage, marriage counselors agree on one thing about starting and maintaining a relationship and that's don't neglect the issues. When and if you know you're treading in the wrong direction, get right on it. Many couples fight and make up all the time and you know you're near the end of the relationship when you stop fighting and it falls apart very silently. Having financial problems rank highly amongst all those surveyed you know you can check it out it's all over the internet you know and most people would agree that they face their this situation this uh, in their own personal relationships you know so don't be ashamed about it and forget about the ego everyone's gone through it talking about and dealing with money however makes people feel funny because we have different spending habits and financial goals. Your spouse could have a dream house in the suburbs while you're planning a global business within the next five years. You could both be making different amounts of money while struggling through financially because you can't agree on a family budget. The power struggle could cause serious struggle to the breaking point especially if you have kids in a row yeah in the mix but you're you're not alone so don't be ashamed about it i've i've been in forums talked to people including family and friends and also experienced all of that for myself although i felt all alone all alone guilty and totally deflated about the situation i want you to know that it's okay the best way to nip the problem in the bud is actually discuss it right from the start. Create a realistic budget, long-term goals, and for both of you to keep to the goals. You know, uh, If and when a problem crops up, don't walk on eggshells or skip around it. Face it instead. You know, The ideal thing to do, regardless of where you're from, is to face these financial challenges and obstacles with just I love this word but the word is honesty work on it like a team instead of against each other it's a, it's a it's a tough call you know but yeah it works for the couples that I've talked to and sure at some point one person might feel like he or she is getting the shortest straw but if you walk through it together and come up with a plan B, the chances of surviving the crisis is higher. But while reading up on the issue of financial problems in a marriage and how often it happens to couples, I was also intrigued by the concept of fin uh, financial power play, even in a marriage, right? This happens when one of you earns more than the other, but decides to split 
everything, the bills I mean, down the middle. This can also happen when one person, person comes from a rich family while the other has less to offer to the marriage and the family. This creates power inequality. The person who has more money would often want to have more power in the decision-making process, which I suppose is a pretty normal assumption. Well, marriage counsellors and lawyers would often advise couples to have a joint account to keep things transparent and on the table. It is the best way to keep the power balanced, but not a foolproof solution. Granted, nothing in this world is foolproof anyway. The reason I say this is because when kids come into the picture, this causes an imbalance because one person may have to quit his or her job to take care of the family. What value do we place on the sacrifice of one's career? The job of caring for the family and taking care of the everyday running of a home is no small matter. As a single mother of two, it's a real killer. And this is my personal point of view. Marriage or you know, being partners for life means the merging of ideals. The problems could be a clashing of ideas and life goals. Acting separately is not good for the marriage and as a couple, we should be acting as a married couple for the best interest of the whole family unit. If you're living in, in living different financial lives, obstacles could crop up at any time. One of the most asked questions on Quora is this, is it okay for me to make more money than my husband? Many people, in fact, most of them told her it was okay. That as long as she worked hard to help him feel secure about his, of his position in the family and that he can continue to make certain decisions for the family despite the financial contributions he makes to the family, it should all work out fine. As far as I know, as long as the wife or woman does not use this as an ammunition, never do this in an argument. And always try to broach the topic gently and in an understanding manner. Chances of things blowing out of proportion is, is lower this way. For me, the most important thing in life, whether you're a solo or a married half, is keep the perspective calm be calm and approach the topic of money carefully correctly and very very gingerly seriously you have to breathe on your own you are born alone and you are most probably gonna die alone this is such a sad topic but anyway always place importance on eating right and keeping healthy if possible as a couple Share your goals and hobbies, and most importantly, get used to being alone and making decisions for yourself. You'll be surprised at how important this is to the financial health of the family and for the marriage and for the both of you as individuals. Hi there, and well, that's the end of it. 
I hope you, there was something in there for you, and and it's been fun for me to get back into the game of creating a podcast. As daunting and awkward as it is, you can take this and discuss it with your family and friends, and have a little peek at their point of view. Everyone has his or her own perspective, and sometimes it sheds. Uh, a completely different light on your own personal point of view. It might even give you a better idea on how to resolve family f- financial crisis. Well, the weekend is coming up, so it's the holiday season, and I hope to be coming up with more more podcasts in the near future. So, stay tuned and follow me on my website, which is on my profile, or. You know, um, hit me up on my social media accounts. I love connecting with people, and read most of my emails. So I hope you really enjoyed this, and thank you once again from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for listening to Am Listening podcast. See you later. Hear from you later.